Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we talk about what you need to know if you're thinking about staying at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you'll receive bonus content, including live trip reports. If you'd like to support the podcast at no cost to you, you can use me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net and I can help you plan your family's vacation. If you have any questions for the podcast, connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we are going to be doing an overview of uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort. Uh, One of the first resorts ever at Walt Disney World opened with Walt Disney World in 1971. Leslie, do you know what the other, you know, I'm getting conflicting reports about what was actually open, but uh, do you know what the other one or two resorts uh, that were open at the beginning or at least in that first year are? Polly for sure, definitely yep, Polynesian. That's one because that's my favorite resort, and I'm guessing campgrounds at Fort Wilderness. Nailed it! Wow, what a pro. Uh, we're starting out well here. So yes, we're going to talk about the contemporary a little bit today since I just recently stayed there with my kids. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to support the podcast, receive bonus content, check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. And thanks to all of our patrons who support us. All right. So let's get started, Leslie. I mean, since I'm the one who stayed there and had the most recent experience. Why don't you just tell us, you know, what's your understanding of what the location and theming of the contemporary resort is? And then, you know, I will fill in with my actual experience. All right. So location, 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 (laughs) great, greatest location in all of Walt Disney World, right next to Magic Kingdom within walking distance. And so I think it's probably impossible for anybody who's been to the Magic Kingdom to not have seen the Contemporary from some angle or monorail ride or something like that. And in terms of just sort of theming, I think Space Age Jetsons, mid-century modern style, but I guess at the time it was built, it wasn't that much of a throwback, but now it is. So what was your experience, Joe? Yeah, uh, like I said in our trip report episode, you know, I taught the my kids the definition of the words contemporary and irony at the same time because obviously the oldest hotel at Walt Disney World isn't the most contemporary hotel anymore it's funny you said Jetsons yeah um I like that call you know it is Incredibles themed now it's been rethemed and people have mixed feelings on it I personally loved the Incredibles retheme and yeah so it's a lot of you know if you can imagine what Incredibles looks like it's a lot of those lines um in terms of the decorations and things like that but everything around the contemporary is in that incredible style but then aside from just the incredibles and there's a lot of incredibles artwork and stuff all over the place there's also lots of looks at the monorail and so it does look futuristic you know the monorail still when drawn a certain way still looks very futuristic so there's a lot of those nice touches and there's a lot of reds is what i noticed you know because of the incredibles of course and then Kind of one of its biggest features is there's this huge mural. I think it's Mary Blair mural. Um, It's like 50 feet tall. It's on the elevator, a bank of elevators. It's always going to be in a gigantic kind of structure in the middle of 
the building. And so there's this beautiful mural on that that is really cool. So I do think, um, you know, I remember a few years ago before The Incredibles re-theme that people were saying that the contemporary was feeling dated. I will say that it did not, the most dated thing about the contemporary, Leslie, and I guess we buried the lead a bit, little bit, but the thing that felt the oldest at the contemporary was the monorail running through it. Those tracks look a little old. The monorails themselves look a little old, but everything else felt uh, pretty great. That's really good to hear. I mean, the exterior to me still looks dated. I mean, there's that's not going to be <laughs> changed. It looks from a moment in time of construction. They would never build something like that today. Uh, but that, I think, is what sets the scene and gives that feel to the resort. And it does, you know, it's important posing to have this monorail going through this building, this sort of Aztec pyramid, you know, American version of that, of course. Um, A-frame, I so, think is the uh, technical term. Okay. You know, it looks like one of those, it looks like one of those A-frame signboards, but uh, it's actually a hotel. But yes, continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird blending of of old and new. And I think that is what makes it appealing. And I think it was smart to do the Incredibles retheme. Of course, you know, anytime an IP is being overlaid on anything Disney, there is going to be pushback to that. But gosh darn it, it fits. I mean, the Incredicoaster fit too, the way they did the theming for that in California Adventure. So makes sense to me. And it's still the hotel that eludes me. I've mentioned, I think it's, I mean, it's the only sort of old school hotel at Disney that I have not stayed in. And by old school, I mean, was around when I was a kid. So <laughs> yeah, yes. eventually. Yes. Uh, and so we should mention here that there's also a separate building that technically is not the contemporary. It's called Bay Lake Towers. It is the DVC rental for the contemporary. It's connected by an over the parking lot walkway. And so we will mention it on occasion, but technically you're only supposed to have access to Bay Lake Tower if you are staying there or if you're a DVC member. And so, you know, I did not make my way over there on my trip. Now, Leslie, you alluded to this off the top, but kind of the best thing about the monorail is its location. It's a 10 minute walk at a leisurely pace to Magic Kingdom and the other great thing about that is you do security on that walkway on the way to Magic Kingdom. So when you get to Magic Kingdom, you can go straight through the tap styles. What are the other options transportation wise for the contemporary if you're traveling to the other parks? All right. So if you're going to Epcot, then you should take the monorail to the Transportation and Ticket Center, TTC, where you'll transfer and then you'll have that direct monorail to Epcot from there. And if you're headed to either Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, not surprisingly, that is shuttle bus territory. So and then, of course, you can take the monorail to Magic Kingdom, but it's a long way around. The walk is going to be quicker. Yes. No spoiler alerts, Leslie. Uh, <laughs> we'll hear more about that later. So the transportation is pretty good. Um, I did not end up, you know, I had a rental car on my trip, so I didn't end up taking the buses to Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, but I have before. Um, just a reminder, if you hadn't stayed on Disney property recently, a great update that they had a few years ago is that in your My Disney Experience app, uh, if you're staying at a hotel, they will tell you when the next bus is coming. You can look that up on your app so you can stay in your room. You know, it's every once in a while, it's inaccurate, but in general, that's a pretty good way to know um, when the buses are coming. Now, talking about the rooms at the Contemporary Hotel, there are two main areas where you can stay. So there's the A-frame, the main building that uh, we've been talking about, but there's also a garden wing. And so the garden wing is a shorter building that is off to the side. 
it's kind of like at a 90 degree angle from the main building and then the pool is like in between the two buildings. And so you can stay at the Gardner Wing. That's the cheapest way to stay at the Contemporary. They have standard rooms there. Now the Gardner Wing features standard rooms, all the rooms that you would think of. Now, every room at the Contemporary is going to have a day bed. So most of them are two queen beds with a day bed. It's actually a couch that flips over, not anything that comes out of the wall or anything like that. They have all those types of rooms at the Garner Wing, but the Garner Wing is also where they have various types of suites that you can get. Um, and I've looked at those before for bigger families. They seem pretty comfortable. Some of them like have patios that just lead straight out to the pool. Uh, I said in our trip report last week that Garden Wing definitely seems much easier access to the pool because you don't need to take an elevator down. I stayed in the main tower. There are two types of rooms or two views, I guess, at the main tower that you're going to get. You're either going to get a view of the lake, Bay Lake, or you're going to get a view of the theme park. And we stayed in a theme park view room, and that was pretty awesome. I've heard a tip from a client of mine. Shout out to Karen. If you have a room, if you have a theme park view room, you want a room ending in the numbers 47, uh, 4 and 7, because apparently those are the rooms where your bed is like facing the window and facing the Magic Kingdom. So you can wake up in the morning, open the blinds, and you're looking straight at the Magic Kingdom. Now, um, there is also the Atrium Club. There's also club level access at the Contemporary. I did not stay there, but Leslie, just a quick reminder for those who don't know, what does club access mean? So it means you have access to the club lounge and a typical concierge lounge at a lot of higher end hotels where you can go in and grab snacks and breakfast and drinks and things like that. And, you know, I guess you have a little extra service um, if you need a little help. Those The folks who work the front desk can do some miracles as well on occasion when needed. But yeah, it's great. Club level. I mean, Joe, I think you're, <laughs> are you fully spoiled now that you're doing that? <laughs> I am mostly spoiled, but uh, yeah, not did not stay club level this time, not staying there next time. So, you know, trying to remain a uh, man of the people as much as I can. Revenge, revenge travel is over for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not quite over yet, but uh, it is, you know, we're on the we're on the back end of the bell curve of revenge travel for me. We've already alluded to it a little bit, Joe, um, about the Incredibles theming. But how did that feel as it was carried out throughout the rooms? Yeah, I thought they looked great. Um, oh, yeah, one other thing I want to mention about the rooms is they felt a little bit smaller than even some of the moderates. And I don't know if it's – I think they actually were smaller, but I don't know if it's also, like, the theming that made them feel smaller. I thought the Incredibles theming was great. Uh, the kids really liked it. The artwork was great. I will say the accent pillows, which um, I think one was Edna Mode and one was Frozone, those seemed a little bit tacky. But other than that, it was nicely themed, didn't I guess it didn't really move the needle either way for me, but you know, I thought it looked nice and clean. And everything does look oh, I should also say that when they did the Incredibles retheming, they also like added a bunch of USB outlets and more outlets and things like that. And so in terms of, you know, definitely feels contemporary in terms of that, uh, unlike, you know, what it used to be with just, you know, a couple of plugs or whatever. That's definitely significant, much needed these days. I still travel with like all sorts of extension cords and plugs just in case because you never know with Disney hotels. They really are weirdly all over the map, just sort of depending on the room type and, and the resort and things like that. So so good to hear. All right. Well, let's turn now to food and restaurants. I have dined a lot in the Contemporary, even though I've not stayed there and figure you have tried even more now that you have stayed there. So let's start with an overview of, of what's available. Yeah. So I guess like 
the crown jewel of the contemporary is California Grill. That is the signature dining restaurant at the very top of the main tower, where if you dine there um, for dinner, uh, you can use your receipt to go up to the balcony to watch the fireworks from there. And that's a pretty cool view of the fireworks. Now, as of right now, as we're recording, they're still doing the 50th anniversary uh, fixed menu. Um, I'm guessing that that's going to go away. Maybe not. Maybe they'll keep it a fixed menu uh, restaurant going forward. But I still haven't made it up to California Grill yet. But I hear the chef and the food there is excellent. And, of course, um, getting that extra view of the fireworks, which you don't have to be staying at the Contemporary to do. As long as you have that meal at California Grill, bring your receipt back. Or if it's, you know, your meal's happening during fireworks time, um, you get that great view there. Now, there are also a couple of smaller places. Um in terms of quick service, Contempo Cafe is the quick service that you have. Um, we ate there once or twice. It was, you know, it's just quick service. It wasn't anything to write home about. There's multiple pool bars. Um, there's the Sand Bar, which is at the main Contemporary Feature Pool. There's also something called the Cove Bar, which is at the Bay Lake Tower Pool, which is accessible to Bay Lake Tower guests only. Um, there's a small bar called the Outer Rim, which is nearby Contempo Cafe. So actually, on the fourth floor of the Contemporary, there's three places you can dine or drink Contempo cafe, the quick service outer room, which is the bar and then chef Mickey's, which is the big character meal. You want to talk a little bit about chef Mickey's. I'm not sure when the last time you were there was, but it is well known amongst the Disney community. So yeah, I actually haven't dined there um, before, but of course I've seen it. I mean, it, it's definitely the, the most sought after character meal. You know, this is one of those ones you, you've got to be, you know, using all the tricks to get your reservation for, or just get darn lucky. And that's why I haven't, I think I actually did have a reservation at Chef Mickey's for our trip this summer, and I canceled it because it didn't work into the schedule. So one of these days I'll make it there. But it's, I mean, it's where you're meeting the man himself and his chef's hat, and everybody wants those shots. So that's the one if you're, I mean, it's also a great character meal because it has such easy access to Magic Kingdom. So a lot of people, you know, regardless of where they're staying, if they're staying at a value and there's not, you know, an option in their hotel, that's the one you want to sort of time into your Magic Kingdom day. Maybe you do it late morning. Uh, that's a great time. So you still get to rope drop Magic Kingdom, hop over and have your character breakfast and then go back or go back for a, a lunch a break at your own hotel. So yeah, totally excellent one, but haven't tried it for myself. Yeah, so Fab Five are there. Uh, decent food, pretty fun character meal. I think we've eaten there twice. One time, <laughs> so one thing about the contemporary is if you take a look at where the monorail goes through, that's actually like a gigantic panel of windows. And I do remember once eating at Chef Mickey's and the sun just shining straight down through those windows on where we were eating. And so I don't know uh, how to request not sitting in the <laughs> bright morning sun, but definitely avoid that if you're going to go to Chef Mickey's. Now, I saved the best for last, uh, Steakhouse 71, which is the wave rethemed, but it is an excellent restaurant. I said on the trip report, sorry to keep referencing that, but you know, this trip's fresh in my mind, that my kids, they asked if we can go back there on our next trip. That's how much they like the food. My kids are pretty picky. They're picky to the point where, in general, like we have to eat more beef to get them bigger, um, which is not like typical like we used to be a mainly chicken family um and so they really love the steak there uh, i got them the kids you know i think it was like four or six ounce steaks and they really enjoyed that 
Uh, we also got mobile order to go breakfast, which you can get if you're staying at the Contemporary. Um, you can probably get it if you're not staying at the Contemporary, but they won't let you in to pick it up. But if you, I guess if you like walk over from the Magic Kingdom, I think you might be able to get that. But if you're staying at the Contemporary, you can definitely get that mobile order to go. So we got that for breakfast, and breakfast was excellent as well. I think way back when, the first time I ever went to Steakhouse 71, I said that the pork belly that they have, um, they call it bacon, but it's really pork belly, is excellent, and it remains excellent. And another thing I remember saying is the uh, burger that they have at lunch, and I think they, I think you might be able to get a bar at the bar at dinner. But um, they generally only have it on the menu at lunch. It comes with two patties. They do not say that. I did not know that the first time, and I had to remove that patty because um, it was too much. This time I knew, and so I didn't want to waste food. And so I said, please just send that burger with one patty. I'll be good. And, yeah, it ended up being enough. I had forgotten that that burger was at Steakhouse 71. <laughs> um, epic story. But we did get to dine there ourselves um, at our trip summer 2022. Um, also thought it was uniformly excellent. I also have a picky eating kid who I believe the burger is on the kid's menu. Uh, if it wasn't, they made it special for him because he eats a burger wherever he goes. Um, that is his favorite choice. And he definitely ate all of it. I actually ordered fish, which was weird to eat order at a steakhouse. But I'm not much of a red meat fan. So I thought my fish was excellent, excellent, excellent and enjoyed every bite of it. I mean, I will say the only negative I think about the atmosphere at Steakhouse 71 is that because it is that old wave location, and I mean, I think just because it is an old building in the contemporary, the ceilings feel kind of low. It feels almost subterranean basement level. So I guess the atmosphere doesn't feel quite as luxurious as the restaurant and the chef are able to live up to just because of that setting. But I mean, the decor is very nice, but I guess it's lacking a little bit in light and air and space. So that's my only critique, but great, great food, especially for me as a Disneyland person. Steakhouse 55 at the Disneyland Hotel, of course, closed during the pandemic. And this is the successor to that, of course. So glad I can still live on, albeit though having to take a trip to Orlando to do that. All right, Joe, well, you alluded to it already, the pools. I know you spent some time there with your kids. So tell us what the lineup is. Yeah, I will say that I was less focused at the pool because, uh, if you recall, I was watching the United States play England in the World Cup at the time. Um, so I wasn't super focused, except for when I did the cannonball at the end of the game because we didn't lose. I would say, you know, the pool, there's definitely nicer pools. I, I would venture to say that Caribbean Beach's pool is actually more fun. Um, there's like more nooks and crannies to play in, but with Caribbean beach being a moderate, it's actually more crowded. So, you know, the pool wasn't super crowded when we were at the contemporary had no problem getting chairs. We went a couple times and had no problem getting chairs and the slide is cool. It's fun, but I guess the theming is just a little vanilla. And I would say that it'll be interesting to see actually in January of 2023, they're going to be renovating the pool. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because when they announced the pool renovation for the boardwalk, they didn't say anything about the clown going away, but then they totally rethemed that slide. So maybe they will do some updates to the pool. That All that being said, it's still a super fun pool. The water play area, like for toddlers and kids and stuff like that, super fun. And so it is, it's, it's definitely a deluxe pool, but there's definitely uh, nicer pools out there. There are also the uh, quiet pool. 
um, which you know I never go to because it's too boring. And then Bay Lake Tower has its own pool. I do not think that one has a slide, but like I said, didn't have access to that. But yeah, would love to see a better pool at the Contemporary. Ultimately, I don't think the kids care as long as they get to play in the water. Sure. You mentioned the water play area. Is it a full like splash pad like you have at Caribbean Beach where like pirate ship kind of thing? Is it something that big? Yeah, again, uh, I, I mean, I guess this reflects badly on the contemporary, but it is not as fun and themed as the one at Caribbean Beach. However, there are a lot more water guns slash hoses. Um, did my daughter hit some three-year-old in the face? I will not say. Uh, she did apologize, though. <laughs> The three, I, I, actually, the kid was probably five, but, uh, you know, she just ran into the, she ran in, she ran into the line of fire. So there was some friendly fire there, but my kids had a ton of fun shooting water at each other. Um, and so there was a lot of things like that, but yeah, now that I think about it, ultimately, aside from the water gun situation, which I think, or water hose situation, which I think is better at the contemporary, if the Caribbean beach pool is an A, I would, I would only give the contemporary pool feature pool a B. So again, hopefully they make some nice updates uh, when they're doing the renovations next month. Yeah, that might be fun to see if they put in Incredibles theming or little touches into that. And that, that might bring it up a level for sure. That's my biggest complaint about the Grand Californian is like the theming is weak. You know, you're staying at this really expensive hotel and, and you just don't feel like it's as whimsical for the kids. So uh, stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, like the Grand Californian, you're there to walk into the, you know, just to walk to the park. All right. Well, the Contemporary, of course, is a deluxe resort. So why don't we talk about really quickly the perks that you get for staying there? Yeah. So the main perk these days, uh, besides the location, which I really, maybe we haven't emphasized this enough. I'm just going to say it again. Like the location is the reason to stay there. In fact, that's why we booked the Contemporary on this last trip that I went to. It was a short trip and I wanted the location for the convenience. It just happened to be that we really enjoyed the hotel on top of that. So that ended up, you know, I ended up being surprised by enjoying the theming and the room and having a lot of fun. And so, and yeah, maybe we enjoyed the pool more because I had low expectations for the hotel in general and the food was great. But the main perk that you're getting when you're booking a deluxe hotel, including the contemporary outside of location is extended evening hours, which have been announced to be continuing to run through all of 2023. Schedule isn't fully out, but I don't see any reason for it to change. Monday, extended evening hours at Epcot, two hours after park close for the rest of guests. Wednesday, and this is the really clutch one if you're staying at the Contemporary, an extra two hours at Magic Kingdom, um, where with the number of rides that are at Magic Kingdom, it's really a great time. So that is the huge perk for staying at the Contemporary or any deluxe hotel, really. But with the Contemporary being right there, even more so if you're going to be there on a Wednesday. Yeah, of course. And of course, being an on-property hotel, you get early entry every day into all four parks. So have to mention that as well. I mean, that's true at All-Stars and true at <laughs> Contemporary. But for ki- for folks who have younger kids, especially, you can't necessarily make use of those extended hours. You can, you know, have prime pole position for uh, early entry into Magic Kingdom, especially. All right. So let's talk a little bit about why you should and should not stay at the Contemporary. Who is this for and who is this not for, Joe? Yeah, so it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes, but a reminder, we like to say why you should or should not stay there, like Leslie just asked me. I would say that I find myself recommending the contemporary more for people with younger kids who are going to be spending a lot of time at Magic Kingdom, especially if you're there with multiple adults and possibly like an adult who can take a kid back to the room to rest. 
that location and the convenience cannot be overstated. It just makes things so much easier. And the Magic Kingdom is a pain to get to if you're not staying at one of the monorail hotels because if you don't take the bus, you know, if you're driving, you need to park at the transportation and ticket center, take the ferry over. Even if you are taking the monorail from Epcot, you have to change monorails at the transportation and ticket center. So being able to get straight to the Magic Kingdom from the contemporary 10-minute walk, like I said, um, really makes a big difference. So when your kids are younger, that buys you a lot more time in the Magic Kingdom, which time is money at Walt Disney World, which uh, we have said before. I think the other reason besides location to stay there is the great food options. Um, it is really nice. Like Leslie, I have visited the Contemporary many times to eat at the restaurants there. There's something to be said about just being able to go down the elevator or walk from the Garden Wing straight to one of those restaurants. It's really nice to have those options, similar to the vibe with when you're staying at one of the Crescent Lake hotels. You have so many food options there. It just makes life so much easier in terms of figuring out the logistics of feeding your family when you go on the trip. So that's, I think, a secondary reason to stay there. And then the third reason will be very specific to a very small subset of people, maybe not that small. But if you love the monorail and you love the idea of a monorail, like it was day three and my son and my daughter actually were still marveling at how cool it was that they could just walk out of the room, look down over the balcony and see the monorail going through. If we had had more time, my son probably would have just sat there counting monorails for, you know, half an hour or something like that. So if you have someone who's really into transportation or monorails or trains, that might uh, also be, you know, that's, that's the icing on top when you're thinking about staying at the contemporary. Now, who should not stay there? I will mention again that the room seemed a little bit smaller. I was thinking that if all five of us had been there, that room would have felt a little bit tight. I mean, we would have been able to do it, but um, it's just it's just a little bit less room than even some of the other rooms at Disney hotels. And then the other reason to not stay there, I wrote in the notes that there are better deluxe pools, but like I said, Caribbean Beach Resort, there are just better pools in general on Walt Disney property. So that'd be another reason. Like if you're going to spend a lot of pool time and, and you want to stay deluxe, maybe you want to stay at Beach Club or Boardwalk, or you can even save money and stay at the moderate Caribbean Beach Resort and have a pretty awesome pool. Well, it sounds like a great stay. I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned because it does change is price. And uh, this isn't the most expensive of the Disney hotels, but it's getting up there um, in terms of just among the deluxe resorts. What should people sort of expect, Joe, uh, price-wise when they're looking? And what's what's kind of a good deal and a steal when you should book it? So the cheapest I've seen it recently is without, like before any sales or anything like that. I saw a couple of rooms in 2023 that were running around 500 a night. Now, Disney has started to be more aggressive about their sales. You know, they have a Disney Visa sale out there right now. They also have a sale that's out where you can save some money if you package with tickets. You know, I think if you can get the contemporary under 400, ideally 300, I don't know if we're going to see those days anymore. Um, at 350 to 400, if you're looking to splurge, I think that's a no brainer. Obviously, I don't know what. Disney's going to do with their hotel prices in 2024 with how inflation has been going and things like that. But those are the kinds of things you're going to be looking for. And unfortunately, as of right now, recording 
um, the hot wire and price line deals aren't there like they used to be, um, but that used to be a good way to try to get the contemporary for cheap. I think the easier way to think about it is in terms of relative pricing. To me, if you are comparing the contemporary to a moderate, you're, you're thinking of paying like 30 to 50% more than a moderate. And so what you need to decide is like whether the convenience is worth it. I, I really do feel like when you have little kids, if you, if they want to do a lot of stuff at magic kingdom, sometimes, you know, you can, you're buying yourself that time. It's almost like instead of buying time with genie plus, you can just buy more time in the park by staying at the contemporary, especially if you can stay late extended evening hours or early morning hours, you know, um, that is kind of something that you can factor in to your calculations as well, but it's tough. And all deluxes are never going to be worth the room themselves. It's whether all that extra stuff is worth it to you. Well said. And I think you made a good use of it on a shorter trip with, you know, the two kids that you had with you at, at the ages that they are. Um, I think it was definitely a sweet spot for sure. So All right, Joe, that's a lot of stuff about the contemporary. So let's close it out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? Simple Disney don't. And that is don't take the monorail to Magic Kingdom. At least don't do it if you are trying to get to the Magic Kingdom in any kind of haste. It goes the other direction. So the first thing to know is that the monorail loop, Magic Kingdom will be the last stop that you go on if you get on at the contemporary. And the monorail just, like I said, it's like the oldest, it's not only the oldest looking thing at the hotel, it's the oldest feeling thing at the hotel. It just broke down so many times when we were there and we got stuck a lot. And there was a lot of people lining. I was surprised at the number of people lining up to ride the contem- the monorail from the contemporary. It's only a 10 minute walk. Just do the walk, ride the con- monorail back to the contemporary where it's only one stop to come back. That's much better use of the monorail or walk to the parks and then ride the monorails when you need some rest from the parks and you just want to chill. You know, if you ride the monorail at like 11 a.m. or 3 p.m., 4 p.m., there's no one on it. And you just have a nice ride. Enjoy your way around the Seven Seas Lagoon. So that's my Disney don't. Don't ride the monorail to the park from the Contemporary. Unless, of course, you really need to due to mobility issues. All right. Well, I'm sorry you got stuck and missed out on the Christmas party as a result or part of it um, as well. But uh Sounds like a great stay, and um, I'm excited to eventually follow in your footsteps one of these days. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, if you stay at the Contemporary, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you finally booking your stay at the Contemporary. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) 